0: with Evan Claude. Thank you, Key Apparel, for sponsoring this episode. Introducing Key for Business, your company's one-stop shop for uniform solutions, custom branded apparel, marketing gear, and our exclusive employee purchasing program. From the field to the office, Key for Business has the apparel your company needs to get the job done. And with our in-house embellishment team, buying apparel for your employees has never been easier. Find out more at KeyApparel.com. welcome everybody to episode number three we just decided we're going to call this some wait how do you say it again pump let's give them pumpkin to talk about and you'll see why in a little bit so claude how was your week tell me about it
1: my week uh, kind of dragged a little bit. I don't really remember the kind of work I was doing. I know we finished baling hay. Other than that, kind of been working in the upstairs barn, working in the bar. Um, yeah, the weather's been super hot here. Oh, I no, I went to camp this weekend. That's what happened. I was trying to think. And we were in the Adirondacks for the weekend, so that was fun. What did you do? Well, this weekend I took
0: a big step in adulting and I got a washer and dryer and I'm really excited about it. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know, I haven't really done anything exciting. I went fishing yesterday. But why don't you tell them what happened the other day that was pretty bad. The little accident you and Joe had. Oh my god, it's not even
1: funny. It's so stupid. Jojo and I were just cruising around on the four wheeler, taking a nice little morning stroll. And she gets up, we we're almost back, we actually were literally in our driveway, like in our parking lot, and she's like, she's like, hey, Claude, cool, you want to do a donut? I've been getting really good at them. <laughs> and I said, and I was like, I don't know, Joe, your driving's been kind of scaring me today, <laughs> my exact words. So, of course, she just goes and does, you know, a few and I think probably the second donut in, we roll the four wheeler pretty fiercely, um, aggressively, <laughs> and JoJo's laying under the four wheeler. Um, I hit my head pretty bad. I tried to stand up and like my back, like I thought I, I didn't know what was happening because, like, my legs were shaking so bad that I couldn't stand, so I thought I was, like, <laughs> paralyzed. Oh, God. And, but we're all good. I just have a little concussion. JoJo's fine, and I'm, you know, we're working on it, so. Yeah, that's, like,
0: your second concussion. The first one, Claudia fell off a tube on the water. I don't even know how you get a concussion from that.
1: Yeah, so I've <laughs> had kind of a, I mean, like, a couple, I just want to talk about a couple of things that annoyed me this week. <laughs> Okay. I've been pretty annoyed. So, yesterday would be where it all started, is I was going to Marshall's for my first outing shopping. Really excited.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Get out of my truck with my brand new phone that I had gotten the day before, and of course my phone just drops and skids across the parking lot, and it is very severely cracked. So, that happened. Why didn't you have? Can I tell you? Because I ordered a case off of Redbubble and it hasn't come in yet.
0: Oh, they take forever.
1: Yeah. So I've been walking around with a naked new phone, which is stupid. Anyway, so I was on the phone with like the phone insurance people for so long yesterday, and of course, you know what the weirdest thing is? They can't like fix it until you have had insurance for 30 days. What? So I can't. I have to deal with a broken phone for an entire month. Hmm. One other thing that annoyed me this week, and I haven't told you about this yet, so... I got triggered when I saw this social media account posting the exact same content that we post. I can't, like, reveal names, but... It is the weirdest thing. So, like, say that I go out and make a video. You can surely expect the same exact video the next day of the same ordeal. So, that kind of irks me. Hold on. So, are they,
0: like, exact same? Like, they wear the same clothes. They do the same
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but it's just, like, the weirdest thing to me that they have, like, very similar content i post a video let's just say i'm learning how to drive the silage truck okay
0: Mm
1: -hmm. next day they are learning how to drive the
0: silage truck okay is that the only example you have
1: no it's not it goes on for years but um that's just what kind of annoyed
0: me yesterday Moving on from that, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, <laughs> something bad that happened in my week. So oh, I what happened? Thinking, I was posting on YouTube because you know you were enjoying your weekend in the mm-hmm. Adirondacks. Oh yeah. Clearly, I'm not on the farm anymore, so I'm not gonna have like I'm not gonna be driving a tractor down the streets of a Mableton over here. But I try to come up with content because. We like to be consistent while they're posting. So, I did one funny video, and then I did a video on how to grow herbs, um, because that was our weekend project, and I just couldn't get over the amount of people that were just like, we don't want to see you on here, blah, 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 this is supposed to be a farming account. And Basically, what I just did was I just blocked them from the channel, because I don't like those negative vibes around me, but... What we have to – Claudia is going to explain it um this week when she does a YouTube video is that our YouTube channel and our Instagram and every platform that we have is a mixture of all three of our lives and it's not always going to be perfectly farm-related, even though our account is based around farming. But it's basically a just account to show our lives, and it really annoyed me that – I don't know. It just got to me, you know, because, like, we both started this account, and I just don't like when people – Hate on one of us for no reason.
1: Yeah, people are jerks.
0: Yeah, so that was like the really only thing, and I, that was bad in my week. And I just kind of put my phone down because it was really annoying me. Alrighty. So Claudia graduated high school today. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, how does it feel being done with high school forever?
1: Well, I still have half my graduation on Saturday, so we're not quite done. You got but the diploma, though. We got the diploma. We secured the bag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it feels the same as I did last week for some reason, but I didn't have a diploma last week, so. <laughs> what
0: are, you, so you're going to where for college, for those who don't know?
1: I'm going to University of Nebraska at Lincoln.
0: And what are you most excited for in college? Because it's a lot I'm different. Pretty,
1: yeah, I'm pretty excited for a good change of pace um, meeting New people in a totally different area than where I've lived because um, I'm just really excited to have like a whole new palette. I think.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: I'm really mm-hmm. excited for you
0: too because I hated high school and I like yeah. college so. Good. All right. So the title of our episode is "Give 'em Pumpkin to Talk About," and you're probably like, "What the heck does that mean?" Or you're probably like, "Oh, they're going to talk about pumpkin patch because we are." Um, the pumpkin patch, also known, the actual name is Tim's Pumpkin Patch, started by my dad, is a big part of our lives, wouldn't you say, Claude?
1: I would say it's probably the biggest part.
0: Yeah. So, um, our family owns a pumpkin farm, and basically Claudia and I are going to go into the history of it, um, what it is now, how we're involved. Claudia is going to go into a whole thing of how to plant pumpkins, because it's a pretty cool process that I am not really up to date on and Claudia just did it so she's gonna be great to talk about that and then we're gonna end up off by just talking about how to you can diversify your farm Um, obviously there's dairy farming can be kind of hard and diversifying your farm to make more money is a really great idea these days so we're gonna go into that so to start off the episode um, of the pumpkin patch I'm going to read an article I wrote about it it basically goes all the way back to when my dad was a little kid and I just wanted to give you guys a good background so it's a little story time you guys can just sit back and relax I wrote this for country folks uh, back in the fall so enjoy here we can go all right I step outside my house and I'm immediately greeted with a scent of fresh apple cider donuts. Oven-baked pies, and the crisp fall air. Sounds lovely. Lovely. The (laughs) The animals in the barn are making it clear that I am five minutes late to feeding them. The sun is hitting the trees in a way that brings out every shade of red, orange, and yellow. I take it all in because in a couple hours, my yard is going to be swarming with people that I have never even met. I don't get to enjoy fall in the way that most people do. In fact, fall tends to be somewhat of a stressful time for my family and I. Agree, Claude? Yes, yeah, I do agree. lots <laughs> of pumpkins. Yes. All right. While most people spend their days, uh, their fall days, picking out the perfect pumpkin and sipping on pumpkin spice lattes, I never did. In fact, my family is responsible for providing the perfect pumpkin crop and fall decadence. We own one of the largest pumpkin patches in central New York. With over 70 acres of varying pumpkins, squash, and gourds, we have become quite the family fun destination over the years. All of this can be attributed to my parents. They have grown this tiny family business into a large enterprise. My two younger sisters, Claudia and JoJo, and I have grown very passionate for our family's business. When coming to our farm, it's not rare to see all five of us working together to create a wholesome experience for our customers. It's crazy to think that Tim's Pumpkin Patch Wouldn't have existed if my dad, Tim, didn't decide to plant his first pumpkins 33 years ago. All right, folks. Get ready to time travel backwards. Time traveling and go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He was only 10 years old when my grandpa took him back to this old dirt pile and told him to plant some pumpkin seeds. Not thinking much of it, he did. Ten years old, yeah. He was not ten. I got this straight from source, Grandma. Oh, I thought it was fifteen. Don't worry. You're, well, you're you're the fifteen-year-old part, okay? We're uh, good. He's just oh. an adolescent. <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> All right, here we go. So he planted those in his little dirt pile, not thinking much of it. He did, and he was ecstatic when dozens of pumpkins popped up that fall. Flash forward five years. My dad had just started high school, and my grandpa offered him a section of a field in front of their house to plant some pumpkins on. It wasn't much, but he took the opportunity and planted one acre of pumpkins. As the first crop began to sprout, he was very frustrated. The pumpkins were mangled in all sorts of weeds, and his new after-school activity when he wasn't out milking cows or doing barn chores included weeding that pumpkin patch. The crop was absolutely terrible, but he didn't want his time and effort to be wasted. He put some out in his front yard and slapped a $5 sign on it with a ste- on a stake. Weeks went by and he only sold about 10 pumpkins. At this point, dad was extremely discouraged and my grandpa, who doesn't show me emotions, felt bad for my dad. He told him that he, would, he needs to make them $1 each and that way he would clear up the front yard before the snow started falling. Word spread fast about these $1 pumpkins on Church Road. Before he knew it, he could hardly keep up with the customer demand. For a fifteen-year-old boy, this newfound business made him feel like he had hit the jackpot. Claudia, you there's your fifteen-year-old. Thank you. I knew it coming. <laughs> all right. From that year on, he continued to grow more and more pumpkins, but always kept them at a dollar a piece. By 1995, he had 1995. He had fallen in love with my mom, and the pumpkin patch had grown to about 22 acres. They were all hand planted by hand, and to this day, I hear how backbreaking that task had been. He now had a small stand, and Church Road had become a bustling road in the fall season. Word traveled to a local newspaper, and my dad's small pumpkin stand had made the front page. The story they published about my dad on the patch only increased the traffic on that small country road. It came to the point where the milk truck driver couldn't fit between the cars that were parked up and down the road. He had come back that night when all the customers were gone in order to pick up our milk. Let's just say he was not happy about that. I decided to talk to my grandpa about his perspective on the pumpkin patch as it started off and grew, and it varied slightly from my dad's story. But the one thing that he wants to know is that it all didn't come with nothing. He lives just up the road with my grandma in the house where my dad grew up, and he sees the thousands of people that travel far and wide to come to the Thames pumpkin patch. My grandpa experienced the effort that was put into my dad's very first pumpkin and has seen the long days of hard work my mom and dad have put put in to get it where it is now the proud eyes and uncontrollable smile on my grandpa's face that night as he spoke about my dad was enough to bring a happy tear to my eye and i hate reading that because it still makes me tear oh. up. <laughs> all right the year after the milk truck fiasco they knew something had to change the pumpkin stand was becoming too large for that small background and it's it was starting to cause a conflict In 1996, they bought a small farmhouse about a mile down the road where my dad grew up. Along with it came a huge, rustic red barn and a good chunk of land. The strangest part about all of it is that the family that previously lived in our love-filled home also had three daughters. My parents now know it. It's just meant to be. Rose Hill Road allowed for more traffic and even better. There was potential for a parking lot. My dad dragged the little stand down the road and plopped it on the new homestead. My mom, being the strong-minded woman that she is, declared that raising the prices to $2 a pumpkin would be beneficial for them and the growing business. And the growing family, obviously. Everything seemed so to be falling right into place after the move. Several years later, they decided to put up their first building, which is now called The Bakery. And when it was first built, Claudia and I can <laughs> attest that we used to call it the new building for years, even though it wasn't so new. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> so, they call it the new bakery. The place that is filled with fresh apple cider donuts, pumpkin whoopie pies, and fall gift decorations. Next came the funnel cake building, which had also had to be dragged a mile down the road, just like the stand. Here you can find delicately poured pumpkin funnel cakes and hot apple fritters for ride to perfection. The small pumpkin farm was continuing to gain in popularity, and my mom and dad were thankful to be creating relationships with such loyal customers throughout the years. Somewhere in between all that, I came along, and soon enough, so did my annoying sister Claudia and my perfect sister Jojo. Oh! Kidding! kidding, kidding. Laughing! <laughs> <Lastic. laughs> my parents always included us in the fall businesses. Whether it was shadowing my mom in the child carrier backpack while she collected money or riding along in the Green Dodge as my dad picked pumpkins, we were exposed to it all. It was a good idea on their part because now they have three daughters who take immense pride in the family business. I am in my third year of college at SUNY Cobleskill, but they can count on me to come home each weekend in September and October to help out. My heart is full as I see people walking around our property, Picking out the perfect pumpkin for their front porch or running around the animal barn that I spent countless hours in as a kid. I may not have to get to, to, get to spend my fall days going apple picking or running through corn mazes. And yes, I may have had to Google things to do in the fall to come up with those. But I'm not, because I'm not really sure what a normal person spends their fall day doing. But thanks to the hard work of my parents, I've obtained a love for providing a picturesque autumn tradition for many families. As I sit here writing this, I'm exhausted as we just finished our busiest weekend of the season. Our family business truly runs off family. My mom spends countless hours baking, doing bookkeeping, managing employees, and more. She is a backbone of our business and our family. My dad can be found out in the fields picking wagon loads of pumpkins and being the ringleader of his hired help, which happens to be a bunch of high school boys. My sisters fill in wherever they needed, whether that be counting up pumpkins for customers and collecting money or pouring cold apple cider in the bakery. I have the privilege of running our farm brewery where I get to serve craft beer and hard cider all day. Just the other day, I had a a line about 50 feet long, and my dad popped in and said, How can I help? He typically spends his days in the field, so this task was definitely not his forte. Despite that, he willingly asked the next person what they were drinking and proudly poured than one of his own, Tim's Pale Ale's. He and I both know that at 15 years old, with his one-acre pumpkin patch, he never would have thought he'd be serving a craft beer along with his own name on it, let alone serving it alongside his 20-year-old daughter. I could not be more proud or thankful for my family and what we have created. And that is my story and history
1: of our pumpkin patch.
0: Too cute. Yes, so now that we have the background down which I think is really awesome that they just started right from scratch at so young, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So what it is now, our pumpkin farm is definitely equipped to hold a lot more people than it ever ever originally was. And we – so people roll up, you know, with their families, and they come in through the gates. They get a wheelbarrow typically first, and they – Go either you pick pumpkin, they go, you know, they either do you pick or they get it off of the front yard, which we have the already picked pumpkins. Really all about preference there and how much work you really want to put into it. But a lot of people like the experience of being able to go and pick out their own pumpkins. So they typically, you know, get pumpkins and they come back, we count them up and they pay for their pumpkins. Then a lot of families will go, you know, explore the bakery, get a nice warm donut cider depending on the day because, you know, some fall days are 80 degrees and some fall days are 40 degrees. So either they're drinking their warm apple cider or they're going to go get a fritter sundae, which are absolutely bomb. I uh, can't recommend those enough. <laughs> I probably gained like 20 pounds eating those in the fall. So we also have, you know, the decor in the upstairs barn. Well, it used to be in the upstairs barn, but we're making a few changes this year. And we've got squash, gourds, Indian corn, corn stalks, like you name it, all of that kind of thing up there. Uh, we, then we have, of course, kid activities. Because usually a lot of people just want their kids to roam free and they get a break. And then we've got like a corn maze, a straw maze, which is like a hay maze, wagon rides, and we have an animal petting zoo. And the animal petting zoo is where you just walk through the barn downstairs. And we've got a pretty big array of animals. We've got peacocks, turkeys, chickens, sheep, uh, goats. Cows, calves, oh, rabbits, you know, the whole array. I don't know if I missed anything. So we, and we keep those animals all year, so we have to... That's another chore to do for us all year. And let's see. We also just started making fudge at our farm, and that's been going pretty well. We've got popcorn, fudge, and then we also started growing our own hops. Uh... Maybe ten years ago, would you say? Yeah. Ten years ago. And I am also allergic to hops, but we harvest those and we make our own beer out of them. So we used to make, like, pumpkin beer out of our own pumpkin and beer, but now we just make, like, a nice pale ale Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's kind of just a quick rundown you can obviously go if you guys want to see more pictures and details of our um like what it more looks like you can go onto the Tim's Falcon Patch Instagram and website yes you can and
0: all right so as I was saying in my thing we do not have the typical life during the fall so why don't you explain what it's like right when you wake up
1: on a weekend in the fall okay yeah Weekend, so obviously you can't stay up late on a good Friday or Saturday night in the fall. So we, I typically wake up at like, you know, 6.45. I, th- I have to be at the door about 7, 7.30. Kind of have been taking on more of a management position, I feel. So we've been, I get all the tablets ready for every building and I get all the change that they need for the day. I go up and I make sure everyone is straight. I, you know, maybe I'll train some people in the morning and tell them what they're doing. I get everyone all situated in the morning before my mom. I try to do it like, you know, getting it done around the time my mom gets outside. Mm-hmm. And also we have to feed the animals in the morning, which is also a pain. Um, I really like to order people around, so I really like having that task, (laughs) but then, you know, I make sure that every building is ready to rip for the day, especially if we know it's going to be a really busy weekend. There's a lot of preparation in the morning to do because I'd say our peak times for busyness are from 12 to 4.
0: Yes.
1: So... And I feel like in the fall,
0: our house during a Disney weekend is unrecognizable. Like there's just so many people running around it. It's crazy.
1: It is just the weirdest thing ever. And a lot of people ask us, like, how do you feel about having all these random people in our yard? And what is what is your answer been for that?
0: I'm like okay with it. Like obviously I have never known any different. Yeah. But I just don't like when they come too close to the house. Like, you know, there's like that line like by the garage and like, you know, like
1: actually walk into your house and you see people changing their baby's diapers on your kitchen counter. Yeah, that happened to me last year. <laughs> Are you kidding? Not joking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crossing the line. <laughs> thing? just walk into someone's house and be like, hmm, this is a good spot. Right. Like yeah, some people just cross like the boundaries and there's been like some crazy things that's
1: happened but like I like it. It's fun yeah, I, I like it. it's very hectic time of year. We are just it's a total grind and I just love that. So I think um we our family stress levels are definitely a lot higher in the fall though.
0: Yeah. Like it's just weird, like when we pass each other, like it's a super busy day, everything's swamped and, like <laughs> i like, pass you and be like, Claude? I'm
1: like, I'm, like, sprinting to go get whipped cream and you're just, like, going to eat a keg. <laughs> like, <laughs> hi, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, it's always fun. But,
0: yeah, I work in the brewery, which is really fun, although it is a little hectic when I'm by myself because, I don't know, one bartender doesn't really seem like enough, so hopefully mom gets two this year. And, yeah. like Claudia said before the brewery was in our garage and it was really nice but this year Claudia's been doing a little demo work on the upstairs barn because it's really big up there so we're moving the bar up there Claudia, how's that little renovation been going
1: um it's going really great I am almost done I just need like help like getting transferring our bar up there because I don't know if I could do that by myself but everything's pretty much all cleared out um I think, yeah, I think we're redoing the walk-in cooler this week and we're trying to get it ready so that we can have a couple little get-togethers before we open for a season.
0: Mm -hmm. And are you going to be doing a YouTube video on the final product? Of course, yeah. You've been pretty much YouTubing the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what we do in the fall, but the reason why we're talking about it now, and it popped into my head, is because... It is a pretty much year-round thing, getting ready for the pumpkin patch. Like, we don't, in the winter, like, we're like, all right, let's not even think about it. Like, I know, like, you guys go to Florida and, like, mm-hmm. like you just don't want to think about it because it was just, like, hectic. But once things have calmed down and you're ready to start gearing up again, which you have been with the renovation and all that and just cleaning up. Um, What was it, like, two weeks ago, last week, you just got done planting pumpkins? Uh, yep. Yep. I think it was probably almost two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. So, like, why don't you go like start to finish what
1: it's like getting the pumpkins into the ground? Oh as boy. Well. Okay. Um. Well, of course, when we plant over like a hay field, we typically don't plant pumpkins on the same ground that we are planting on um, the year before. Crop rotation. You got to get the good soil, the good nutrients, only the best, you know, for pumpkins. Wait. So.
0: When is the t- what's the timeline for this? Cause I'm not even really sure about that.
1: So I'm I don't know I forget the date that Dad like has to like he he always says like oh we have to get them um, done with this but it's always the end of May early June. Okay. So I mean like we start getting it all prepped in May and then we want them and we pumpkins last out of corn um it, we do them after the corn and the beans so. Um, I think they'd be a little mad if we put pumpkins on priority at the farm, so, <laughs> but we just use a, oh, I'll, I'll get to the planner, but, so, we plant, we spray off, you know, if there's a hay field, you have to spray it off before you plow it, because you can't have, you know, hay growing in your pumpkins, mm-hmm. and it would just take up too much of the different nutrients, trying to grow the hay and not the pumpkins, so, I actually messed that up this year, and that's how I learned about that, because I started plowing a hay field that I didn't know we were turning into pumpkins, and, yeah, that was uh, good. And I was, like, half done, and then Dad came over, and he's like, you know, you're not supposed to be on that one. Oh, uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> uh, so, and then, of course, you do all the regular tillage that you would do for corn and beans, so whether it's uh, you're plowing it, then a one-pass, or plowing it, then you're roller-harrowing and... Chisel plowing and all of that so we just fit it up really fine you don't want any clumps at all you want it very fine ground and then we personally grow around 70 varieties of pumpkins and that's with squash and everything so we get that all prepped I mean we prep that way in the spring like early and then we get it all ready I actually ride on the back of the planner and I fill it as he's driving so that he doesn't have to keep on getting out and getting in again because we try not to plant the when we're planting like a specialty pumpkin and there's so many different kinds of specialty pumpkins we don't want to mix them all into the field we want to have them separated in the field so that when you're picking and you put them in the wagon then you have like all the white ones together all of the green and all the orange and all of the different colors together so then when you put them on the lawn they're all separated too so trying to think ahead on that Mm -hmm. and i've been so tempted to just mix them all in together because it'd be so much easier but i have been my ocd would just not be okay with that (laughs) so i get on the back of the planner and i fill the planner as it runs out and he just like signals like which um which ones are empty and then i just, you know, go ahead and fill them. So that, that takes probably two days, I would say, to finish that. Um, and we plant it. I mean, when you plant the regular kind of pumpkins and you're doing all that, it, you can just dump them in and go. It's really simple. We order mostly Harris, Moran, Rupp, and Harris. I think are. oh, I said Harris twice. Okay, Harris, Moran, and Rupp, I think, are our top two for mm-hmm. pumpkins. Um, and yes, but that, then it is very temperamental. So if you, we get really nervous because we do spray our pumpkins for weeds and bugs, but if you don't get enough rain on them right after you spray them, it isn't able to like soak into the ground at all. And then it doesn't really work, which is the problem we just ran into. So we, our spray was not working and we noticed a lot of weeds coming up. So we sprayed them again. And one weed stayed behind. I think it's called a It It's just an L. I I totally don't even know what it's called. Hmm. But so we started spraying that again, and it wasn't working again. But the reason this happened is because the ground got so dry, and it started to crack, and then the weeds were coming up through the cracks. So we were, now we are, <laughs> I just found this out today, we will be going through the pumpkins and hand weeding them. What? Yeah, hand weeding <laughs> And to mind you, we do grow around 65 acres of pumpkins. So yeah, I don't know if that was a rumor or not, but we have to do it in the next few days because if you get, let these weeds get too big, they just start overtaking the pumpkins like crazy. So wow, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Um, but the, the weeds are just, we have a lot, we are very, we stress having low weeds because number one, you don't want to be picking your pumpkins in the weeds. I don't think that's ideal. If you have weeds taller than you, we've had that a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're not going to have the higher quality pumpkins when you have weeds. But so far, the bug, the bugs look like they're doing all right. They haven't really had any problems with that. So, so when do they start coming up? Like they start, they all start coming up, uh, like four, or five days after you plant them.
0: Wow, that's fast.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I think happened this year. They were a little late. They were like a week and a half. But I think, like, you know, a week after you plant them, you'll start to see them come up, and they're just so cute. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's like the plants. When did the actual pumpkins start growing? Oh, oh I have no, clue. <laughs> you have no clue. I feel like it's like the best thing. Dad gets so excited when he sees like the first like the
1: blossoms, I think. And then you got the green little thing, the pumpkin coming off, and then they start to turn orange like way at the end of August. They yeah,
0: and then how do they uh, harvest these pumpkins?
1: Um, unfortunately, there's not really a great way to harvest pumpkins that I know of. I mean, without damaging them a lot. So of course, we have all these high school boys that usually come in. We have uh, wagons on these on our pickup trucks. We use two trucks sometimes we use a tractor but that's pretty rare if it's really muddy we do that but we uh have all these wagons we bring up to the field and then there's usually a driver which is like the best job to have (laughs) and then then the other kids stand up in the wagon and then the kids pick them and they throw them up to the ones in the wagon and then you gently set them down and if my dad hears a stem break, he just, like, growls at you. He does not like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Trust me. I When I used to work, <laughs> I used to be a pumpkin picker mostly because I was, like, obsessed with guys. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I um, was a pumpkin picker for, like, a few, couple of years probably. And whenever someone broke stem, he would not be happy at all. And I don't know. It was not the easiest job. Those pumpkins can get pretty heavy. Yep. They are very heavy. Hernia nation. (laughs) Something that a lot of people have been discussing in this, these hard times for dairy farmers, because like, obviously you guys know by now we have a dairy farm too, but the pumpkin patch is completely separate from the dairy farm. My dad kind of just went off from his brothers and sisters and did his own little thing. Um, So none of the money goes to the dairy farm from Pumpkin Patch. It's just for our family personally. And I think pumpkin farms are a great way to make extra cash during while you have a dairy farm at the same time. It's a little extra work, but you already have all the tools to do so. And if you can devote some of your land to growing pumpkins or even, I don't know, apple trees, right, Claude? That could work,
1: too. Apple's work, I was just trying to think of a whole plethora of different ones you could do. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, goat milk, sheep milk, ice cream, beer, hemp, like, all of these different kinds of things that are starting to get popular. Yeah, Um, like, Apple's huge, too.
0: Yeah, especially where we live. There is, it's off Route 20. There's so many little things. We got Beacon Skiff, um never um,
1: orchards like vegetable farms that's what they're doing is they're trying to diversify and appeal to i think direct consumers more than mm-hmm. like working with a co-op it's that's how it's different
0: yeah so definitely creating these little niche markets on your farm is. it might take a lot of work to start up but i think it's totally worth it in the end and because of my dad doing that when he was so young he's created this awesome business for us to take over someday Yep. And as of now, like, both Claudia and I are very interested in being part of it someday. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we won't, but um we really have a lot of fun there.
1: Yeah, we were just so brought up, I think, into it. Like, I have pictures of me, like, wearing a cashier apron when I was, like, four. And just, like, obviously, I wasn't really doing the work, but it was just, like, we were always around it. Always getting challenged by your parents. I feel like to just like do a lot within the business. And I think that's where my love for business and my love for growing a business came is from, uh, growing up around the pumpkin patch. That's so
0: true. Cause now you're going to school for ag business, ag business and entrepreneurship. That's awesome. I know. I did. Yeah. So that's basically the rundown on our pumpkin patch. And if you guys have any questions about it, give us a message on any platform we'll get back to you um i think that's all about the pumpkin patch right claude i do believe so now we're going to move on to questions of the week claudia and i gathered your questions together um every week on instagram we put up a story of hey shoot us a question we'll answer people's questions in our podcast this week so
1: Yeah, so one of my questions was, what is your most memorable experience you had teaching someone about agriculture? And I love this question because ever since I was in fourth grade, I started going to different schools and different groups and, you know, what have you, and talking about my life as a, you know, quote, unquote, farm kid. I don't know why they're in quotes. I just don't like that term, I guess. But, um... And what it's like for me growing up in ag. So I, without a doubt, well, yeah, okay. So I I have so many different experiences. But I think that my most memorable one would definitely be when we were at, you know, the Syracuse City Schools. And we were at a Fuel Up to Play 60 event event. And there was all these cute cute kids and they were so obsessed with milk. they're like, it's my favorite part of my day going to lunch. they get like the milk cart or whatever they do there. and they love drinking milk. So we went there and we brought a baby calf because obviously that's a hit with little kids. So we were there and we and this little kid comes up to me or all of us and he was like, he's like, that thing that thing is really big How old is it and then we told him you know it was like two days old and they didn't they could not like handle that it was that big for that old and he's like he's like wow that must have come out of a big egg and we, I just I, it was it was so cute and so funny but then it was also like these kids live 20 minutes from a dairy farm and they have no clue about it about where this milk that they're drinking every day comes from
0: yeah, that was crazy to hear I was that's like so cool.
1: wow. <laughs> wow read up on your books kid
0: yeah jeez.
1: <laughs> but uh, that's
0: awesome that we get to be there and be their first probably one of the first dairy farmers they've ever met
1: yeah that is cute
0: yeah um my next question is a very practical one which I think should be talked about more and I want to do another social media post on it because It's very important on a dairy farm, and it's how do you clean your calf buckets. And I always found this to be one of the most important jobs when it comes to feeding calves because if those buckets aren't getting cleaned, right, there's going to be a lot of bacteria that's building up in there. And um, uh, when I worked at the Cobleskill Dairy Farm, we would clean our buckets daily, and what we would do is we would take the buckets inside. They would first get rinsed off with cold water. Because when you're getting the milk off of the buckets, if you put boiling hot water on to the milky water in the bucket, the, I think it's the sugars or the proteins inside the milk will like adhere to the side of the buckets. So you want to rinse it off with like colder water first. And then once you rinse it off, I put it into the sink and I start rinsing. I, after the rinse, I put it in the sink. And I scrub it with warm water and soap. It's like a disinfectant soap and then like made specifically for cleaning on dairy farms. You can probably use like a regular soap, but I don't know. That's just what you use. And then once you get it all scrubbed, you want to get everything, even the handles of the bucket, everything on it. And then you um, rinse it off with warm water again and you hang it up to dry. And the drying process is very important. Uh, the best way to dry is to put it in direct sunlight. That's like the best killer of bacteria. But we couldn't do that because I worked at night. so the, And there was no dryer outside. There wasn't a rack to hang it outside. So we just just it inside. And by the time we got back in the morning, it would be all dry. And that's how we clean calf buckets. And I highly recommend having a strong calf bucket cleaning protocol on your farm. Because a lot of farms, they... Are like, why are my cats getting sick? And that can be the reason why, sometimes.
1: Bacteria. cats can't fight off bacteria like we think they can.
0: Yeah. They have a pretty weak immune system when they're first born. So you just got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Just like you would with the human baby, you're not going to give them a gross bottle. So treat your calves the same way. Yep. Are you good?
1: yeah Okay. How has being a part of social media changed your life? Now, I guess I haven't given this a thought before I asked myself that. Um, how about you go first on that? I want to both answer it. Oh, what? Yep. You're trying to put me on the spot.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't want to answer it yet. Um,
0: I don't know. Definitely the most obvious reason is when our page got bigger, I had to spend a lot more time on my phone. Like, a lot more. And <laughs> I kind of get like addicted to checking it sometimes. And this past week, I... What?
1: That is true.
0: I agree. Yeah. And so I get so addicted to it sometimes. This past week, I realized it was really bad, where I was literally refreshing the comments, like, every 20 minutes, and that was just bad. So I kind of asked Claudia, like, hey, like, I kind of need to take a break from social media for a while, because it was kind of affecting my mental health. And so, I don't know. I guess my phone usage has been up, and I... I don't know. That's, like, basically the only thing.
1: No, I I totally agree with that. And I to add on to that, like, with the phone usage thing, like, I literally, when I started YouTube, I would get up, like, three times in the middle of the night. Like, I would actually, like, be so addicted to checking YouTube comments that I just wouldn't even sleep. Like, I would wake up on purpose in the middle of the night. Wow. So that, and I would say just, like... I think I just have more of a, like being a part of social media, like in, I just have, I want to learn more. Like I, I think I have more of an urge to learn more about like other aspects of farming. Like I read more captions and more, I don't know. Do you feel that? More. What?
0: Like you see more stuff. Like you are more exposed. You wouldn't be seeing pig farmers just by, working on a dairy farm but now you can by seeing like pages like this will do farm
1: right shout out sawyer
0: (laughs) yeah i agree with that you definitely get to see more and then you're like oh i kind of want to learn more about that or yeah so that was a good question what okie dokie yeah that's basically all we have for you guys today i hope you enjoyed learning about our pumpkin farm and um everything that goes into that. If you have any questions uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Anything else? Uh, Tinder. <laughs> oh, no, we're no, not on Tinder. Maybe Claudia is. I don't know about it. But um, <laughs> That's pretty much all we have for you guys today. Um, keep an eye out for our stories so that you can have your question featured next week and if you have any ideas for us to talk
1: about um let us know claudia you want to close us out here okay yeah thank you guys all for listening make sure you subscribe or like it or whatever you do on the um platform that you're watching it on it really helps and leave a review if you want i want to read some reviews if you could so get on that uh other than that have a great rest of your day peace out girl scout bye